What's going on, guys? And welcome back to B&D Sports Podcast. I'm Brady Miller, here with my co-host, Derek Eichstey. Derek, it's been about <clears throat> eight days or so since we yeah. made our last podcast. It's been it's been a little too long, I'm not going to lie. I really, I really missed you, buddy. <laughs> I missed you too, bud. <laughs> um, no, it's just one of them things, you know, holiday weekend, it was sort of hard to, with Thanksgiving and everything, it was sort of hard to get us scheduled in. The other thing is, I was thinking, man, we haven't had a guest on since Shelton, and it's been been a little tough getting a guest on too. It mm-hmm. just hasn't really uh, schedules haven't haven't really panned out to where you can just easily get someone on. So, hopefully, we'll get some of that stuff taken care of. And and I'd love to. Uh, you're going to be gone what six weeks? Yep, in January to. So I'd like to get someone scheduled to be on with me every week. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's. Where I'm going, it's gonna be hard for me to even call in through it. So. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll figure something out. But I am excited to talk about last week. Last week was a, a pretty decent week for football. If you're talking about my fantasy week, no, not so good. Yeah, I lost too. I scored seventy total points. How about that? <laughs> pretty sure I lost like one fifty to one hundred or something. I started like that. Derek Carr. That's rough. Yeah, point six points, bro. That game was trash. Point six. Never in my life. Anyway. Let's let's talk about week 12. Yeah. So we're not going to go through all the games like we have been. We're going to go through mostly the games that had playoff implications and that were big games. Yeah. And uh, that's sort of what we're we're going for. Starting off with the Colts versus the Titans. Now watch this whole game, Derek. I'm not sure if you did or not, but. Most of it. What do you think about this game? So the biggest thing that I took away from it was their defense stepping up. You know, they they opened up and they scored. Uh, the Titans did, and then the Colts scored right away, and the Titans scored, and it was, what, 14-14 at one point? But what I liked to see was their defense made their adjustments, and then and then they started playing good defensive football. That's, that's what you want to see. You know, they – my biggest issue with the Titans all year has been their offense can pretty much keep up with anybody. It's their defense that bothers me. When you get in the playoffs, you're going to have to have a top 10 defense. I feel like they have the talent there, and they can play to that level. They just haven't yet this year, and I really like seeing that that those adjustments made and, and players stepping up. You know, with, with Clowney out, how long is he out? Uh, at least three weeks. So last week was his first week out. I yeah. think he can come back. I don't think he can come back this week, but I think he can come back next so week. So they they have more injuries than just that, too, though, didn't they? Like Adore they, Jackson, Adore still, Jackson hasn't still hasn't played all year. Um, Taylor Wands out. Roger Saffold's out. Yeah, so so they got some injuries to deal with, but I was just really impressed that, you know, they, they got beat by the Colts last time. What was it, two weeks ago? Yeah. They played the Colts, then the Ravens, and now the Colts, yeah. Then, correct? Yeah. So... They struggled a little bit against them, and then the special teams really didn't play very good. And I was mm-hmm. I was really impressed. It seemed like they responded completely different in this game, and they showed up to play, and that's the biggest thing. And, and can we talk about A.J. Brown? I mean, that dude may not put up some of the stats that some other guys do, but when he gets that ball in his hands, he is as dangerous as about anybody. I agree with something that uh, Titans Radio said earlier. They said that, or just the radio station in Nashville. They said that even if it's like a five-yard slant, when A.J. Brown catches the ball, they're more shocked when he gets tackled right away, whereas if they are, if he takes it all the way, because he's that dynamic after the catch. Yeah. 
he's one of them players like it's just it's so fun to see a guy like that after the catch something else i was wondering is you know this is uh cory uh cory davis's uh contract year he's having a solid a very solid year Mm -hmm. you know uh, aj brown didn't start out he he was hurt what the first two three weeks he was hurt the first game and i'm they both missed two games because of coronavirus but yeah he was hurt for with a bruised knee for a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, and I felt like Corey Davis really stepped up and became that really good number two receiver. And uh, so, yeah, I was there was a lot that I liked about this game. I liked how efficient Tannehill was, and then obviously there's big old King Henry. Okay, and, one thing I want to say about this game. So, opening drive, I'm pretty sure it was like one of the first plays they ran. Derrick Henry ran for like eight yards or something like that. And it just seemed like, even with all the backups they had in there in their offensive line, it just seemed like the that Colts defensive line and that offensive line for the Titans just made huge holes for Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And and one thing one thing about that is when you have a guy like Derrick Henry who's run who has a history of running the ball good late in the mm-hmm. year like this, um, it's one of the things where you go into a game and no matter who's playing, especially on the offensive line, it's like, look, let's just get this guy. Just a little bit of a hole and see what he can do. And when you can open up the game like that with a guy like that, he's very quickly going to wear out that defense. And that's that's sort of what I thought he did. He had, what, 140 yards rushing in the first half? First half, three touchdowns. Yeah. So the dude balled out. And they, they made some adjustment, and it was a little tougher in the second half. But still, you can't argue with the fact that, you know, what? what's he need to average? 140 yards a game to get to 2,000 se- yards? He needs 750 yards, so think, something, yeah, something like that. I think that, he's yeah. right around 140 yards to get to 2,000 yards. And he's averaging over 100 yards a game so far. Yeah. Has, I, I, I just, I love watching him run the ball. He's just, he's not your typical running back. He's just a big boy that people are afraid to take down. And I know, I know we're talking about this game kind of. Long, but one thing I want to say, another thing about this game is uh, Tyson Breo uh, is their backup left tackle, uh, and he got hurt last week against Ravens. So they had their third string left tackle in there, and you really didn't see any major pressures on Tannehill or anything, mm-hmm. which just – here's the thing about – so Ravens uh, last week and even the Colts this week have – have players out, but I feel like the Titans are one of those teams where the coaching makes so even when they have players out that the people behind them can step up and make plays. That that's where you're gonna see a big difference in good coaches and bad coaches. Like is when you're dealing with injuries and, and key players being out, how well does that team still play? You know, for instance, I, I thought honestly thought Matt Nagy was a really good head coach for the Bears. But you know, with lack of quarterback play and, and stuff like that, I, I question everything about him now because it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. They have such a lackluster team that you can't – you don't know what you're getting. Then you look at, like, the 49ers. The 49ers have more injuries, I think, than any other team this year, and they're still they're still winning big games. Mm-hmm. That, that, to me, t- says a lot about – that's your coaching. That's that's those guys that are – they're making the right adjustments for the personnel that they do have in the game. And that's that's where that really stands apart. And I thought I think Mike Rabel – Mike Rabel has done a very, very good job this year of, of dealing with the coronavirus stuff and the injuries and that kind of stuff. 
of getting his team prepared and getting them ready to play. And and then that goes to tell you, too, about the maturity of a football team. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I, I really enjoyed that game. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Colts. I do like a lot of their players, but I'm not. And I love Frank Wright. Yeah. But I, I did enjoy that game. I'm sort of a little bit of a Titans fan. Okay, so <clears throat> there's a the next game I have here that I want to talk about was the Cardinals and Patriots game. Now, the Patriots most likely aren't going to make the playoffs, but the blow that it took for the to the Cardinals in like the NFC seedings. Mm-hmm. It's rough cuz what are they the last 3 games? Like they're 1 and 2 in the last 3 games. Yeah. So, if they don't pick it up, they might lose that spot. You, you might miss out on the playoff spot. And yeah, I I thought this was one of the games where the Cardinals should have came out and they should have won it, but I feel like so you look at the Patriots last two wins. One uh no, not last two. But they beat the Ravens. Who'd they play last week? Dang, I'm I'm blanking hardcore on this right now. But they beat the Ravens, uh, not last week, but the week before. And that's taken out a guy like Lamar Jackson. Oh, let's see if I can't find it real quick. Texans, they lost to the Texans. Okay, they're 2-1 in their last two games, which the Texans, they shouldn't have lost that game with... I'll bet the Texans are playing. But mm-hmm. point is, they beat the Ravens, playoff team, and now you beat the Cardinals, playoff team. Should be a playoff team. Yeah. And to me, well, they have the same record. They're both 6-5. and five. Who? The Ravens and Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Um, And everybody looks at the Car- the Ravens like they're a playoff team. Well, the Cardinals are, are just as much of a playoff team as the, Car- as the Ravens are right now. To be honest... I would say the Cardinals are better than the Ravens right now. Right now, I would agree with you, but you look at you look at what both offenses are are capable of doing, and you and you got you got to go to Bill Belichick on this, and he he game plans so well for some of these quarterbacks that it just makes it so tough for them to do anything on offense. Not saying they won't yeah. even have decent games, but to and but to set up your team to fight out a win and then end up you know relying on your kicker and especially since. Cam Newton didn't even have a good game. It's just no, it's, coaching. Yeah, it's, it's just straight up. Bill Belichick is that smart. Yeah, playing a good defensive game, having your guys ready for for any play, and and you gotta love it. And then on the flip side, if you're the Cardinals, you gotta be like, man, that, what what happened? We were, you know, uh, five and three at one point. You know, looking really good, and now you're six and five. Um, so it's. It's sort of rough on them, and I, I I love the Cardinals, and and they're one of them teams. You know, if they get in the playoffs, it's like you don't really know what you're gonna get, but they could beat just about anybody. Yeah. But no, that that was a a surprising win for the Patriots, but it was it was nice to see, and I think a lot most of that credit has to go to Bill Belichick. Mhm. All right. So the next game is the Raiders and the Falcons. What happened to the Raiders? Like. I don't think anybody saw this game no, going that way. I, I think this is one of them games where the Raiders as a whole team and I, and maybe even as a coach thought, we're going to go in here and we're going to do our normal thing. We're going to run the ball and we're going to let Derek Carr, he's been having a good year, do our thing. Should be an easy win. We'll get to 7-4 easily. And the Raiders showed, I mean, the Falcons showed up to play. And I think from the start of that game, it caught that whole team off guard and they're like, oh crap, what do we do now? I mean, they couldn't at any point in this game 
get anything going. No. The, the sad thing is, so Lamar Jackson is my, my fantasy quarterback. Mm-hmm. And because of COVID, he's not, he didn't play last week. Yeah. And so I was going through quarterbacks available, and I seen, ooh, Derek Carr is playing the Falcons' defense. He was struggling. Yeah. So, no, I wasn't expecting 30 points, but I was expecting, you know, 10 to 15 points. Mm-hmm. You know, solid game. Which wouldn't have won you the game anyway. No, it wouldn't have. I didn't know Austin Eckler's not play, is playing, so that that's on my that's on me. I was watching Red Zone and all of a sudden, what? Austin Eckler's in there? How'd that happen? Anyway, point is, point six points from Derek Carr. That's right. Less than one point. Dude, that, a, that against pick the 60, Falcons defense. That pick six he threw to Deion Jones was rough. He he was off balance and stuff, and he threw it, but. It was to Darren Waller, and he threw it behind him. And if he would have put it out in front, Darren, I feel like Darren Waller would have had a chance to make that play. But he threw it so far behind him that Deion Jones was just there to. It's it's one of the it. games where the Cardinals came or the Falcons showed up, and they're like, "We're gonna sucker punch you right in the mouth," and that's exactly what they did. Like basically, mention, they thought they, didn't they would have Todd Gurley or Julio Jones in this game. Yeah, I mean that that shows you, and to me, that's why that's exactly why games like that is why Dan Quinn got fired. Mm-hmm. Their interim coach, and I can't even think of his name right now, but but their interim head coach is getting his guys ready, even though they're most likely out of any playoff hopes. They're still showing up, and they're still showing that they can play ball. And obviously, he's he's coaching for a job right now, mm-hmm. and that's that's the whole point of this. And he's getting his players ready. But it is fun to see. You know, we were pretty hard on the Falcons to start the year. They were so bad on the defensive side, and. They made so many improvements so far this year, and it's it's pretty awesome to see a complete change. Like they don't even look anywhere close to the same yeah. team that they were earlier this year. That's the most points that the Falcons have scored in four years. Yep, that's under crazy. their new tour, under their new coach. That's got to make John Gruden sick. <laughs> Dude, I'm just like, I feel like the Raiders still have a chance to make the playoffs. But they can't blow those types of games no. against a struggling that, Falcons that's team. A, that's a game that you should have gone in and you should have won. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's the beauty of football. You you, really you don't never know, know what happens. No. A team Anything will show up and, and their game plan is just better than yours or they just want it more than you do. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened in that game. All right. So the next game is the Rams and the 49ers. So Kyle Shanahan has... Uh, the Rams number apparently because um, if I have the stat right, he's won the last four matchups against them. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I'm going back to. All the injuries that they've had, and you know the Rams are this type of team that they can beat some really really good teams, and they have a defense and and they have they have guys on the defensive and offensive side of the ball where everybody can play. It seems like, and then you got Sean McVay who's borderline offensive genius mm-hmm. and they're going against at home which obviously without crowds and stuff is maybe not as big a deal but against a 49ers team that is borderline missing half their roster and especially their star players and the 49ers just showed up and and i mean it tells you it goes back to coaching like it's so impressive when you see a team like that it's like i doubt there's one person that was picking that 49ers team to beat the Rams. 
No, the Rams were hot coming into this game. Yeah. And no one expected it. But, um, you know, division games are always a little bit different. They, they are. and uh, it's But it's still, it's like, what in the world just happened? Because that's also a game where you should not have gone in and lost that game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be sitting at 8-3 and three right now if you're the Rams. Sitting very good as far as playoff picture. Now you're opening the door up for some other teams to take your spot. So, <clears throat> do you think... Jared Goff is worth the money that they're paying him. I don't know yet. I feel like he's one of them players when he's on, he's borderline as good as any quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's some inconsistency there. Uh, you know, at one point they were talking about Jared Goff and Carson Wentz being two of the best young quarterbacks in the game. And I don't feel like either one of them are even in the top five anymore. you got so many young, good players. you got Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, uh, Lamar Jackson when he's playing you know, MVP level, which we're not sure he's going to be able to with, with teams game planning for him now. But it's one of them things where they're barely there. Like, Harson Wentz obviously isn't there right now. Um, we'll see how what they do in the offseason uh, as far as keeping him or trying to surround him with some better players. And then Jared Goff, man, he's he couldn't be with a better coach. So so what's what's the issue with his inconsistency? Um, that's a little bit what bothers me. They have some bad losses. I feel like this is a bad loss. They lost to the Dolphins. They really shouldn't have lost that game. Um, I mean, but, I get but the Dolphins. Yeah. And offense, you know, really, really set the loss for that one. It wasn't necessarily that they were just playing that bad. They just had too many miscues on offense, and that's sort of what's plagued them since their Super Bowl run was. They just couldn't consistently get things going on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. You're for, you guys' former kicker kicked the game winner in that one. Robbie you guys Gold, still wish man. he got it. Oh, my goodness. Well, Cairo Santos has been pretty good this year. Um, but yeah, but he's not Robbie Gold. He's not. There, there's no doubt about that. I do miss that dude. Good as gold. <laughs> so, next game, Chiefs and Bucks. Um... I mean, we both picked Chiefs to win. I I thought from the start of the game, I thought it wouldn't be as close as it ended up being. But let's talk about Tyreek Hill for a little bit. That's what I was actually going to say. 13 you know, catches, 269 yards, and three touchdowns. That dude, he is just unbelievable. And for being one of the shortest wide receivers in football... He comes down with, with 50-50 balls, for one, but then he's got that blazing speed and elusiveness. Mm-hmm. If you give him any sort of room in the open field, if there's, like, one versus three, most times he's going to somehow break loose. Like that That's what's crazy about him. He's so scary that you cannot let him get in the open field. And, I mean, the targets that he's getting from Patrick Mahomes this year is unreal. So, the leading receiving yards this year... Are uh, DK Metcalf number one, Tyreek Hill number two, Travis Kelsey number three. <laughs> that that's one thing I'll, I'll say is is Andy Reid has done such a good job of getting the right players for Patrick Mahomes, and I feel like Patrick Mahomes is the type of guy he can he can make just about anybody good. Kind of like Tom Brady. Yeah, you know? but it, but it's like you look at what he has, and and Travis Kelsey's your guy that's going to be right up the middle, and he's going to get your linebackers and safeties focused on right there. And then you got these blazers on the outside. They don't have any like, like superstar, you know, six three, six four, uh, 
wide receiver that is as you know like DK Metcalf, Julio yeah. Jones, those type of players. They don't have any of those. They literally but, got but those like got Tyre- average size speedsters. Yeah. But then you got Tyreek Hill, and he's better than average. Like he is a superstar player. It's just you wouldn't expect that from a guy that's you know six nine, less than two hundred pounds, and but he runs. He's so Five fast. Nine, right. What I say? Six nine. Oh my bad. I mean, I don't think there's an NFL player. I don't, I don't think so either. <laughs> that's a pretty big. Boy That'd be right a there. pretty big receiver. All you'd have to do is throw it up there. Yeah. But it's it's just like. What can you do to stop this offense? They don't even need a run game, but, man, when they have a run game, it just makes them even better. It makes them even harder to stop. But I will say this. You know, we were, I was bragging up. I've been bragging up Tom Brady all year long. Mm-hmm. And I was so impressed, you know, after they got blown out by the Saints, they come back and, and blow out the uh, Panthers. Mm-hmm. Boy, that team just blanked on me. Um. But then he turns around and he throws some bad interceptions. And, and he really hasn't been, like, in, in the games that they've lost, he's thrown some bad interceptions. And, and and I don't know if that's just a sign of him getting old, but, you know, what what's their record right now? Seven and six? Who, the Steelers? Seven, seven five. five. I mean, yeah, you're still in half-decent shape, but it's like they got to figure some stuff out because there, there's a lot of football left. And, and if you don't, you may miss out on a playoff chance. I was really going for the Bucks in this one. I, as much as I thought the Chiefs were going to win. Look, think about it. Chiefs lose two more games. I mean, Titans are right there for the number one seed. And we, well, the Steelers have the number one seed right now. I mean, true, but the Steelers I feel schedule, like they The Steelers can, have the easiest uh, finishing schedule of anybody in the league. Yeah, I know. But is that it for that game? Yeah. Didn't really talk about the Bucks that much, but... When you have a receiver on the other side that goes for it, pretty much 300 yards. It's going to be tough to beat any team like that. Yeah. With that. Okay, so next game, Ravens and Steelers. I get Lamar was out for this one, you know. And I feel like the quarterback play was a little rough, you know. Uh, Robert Griffin threw through that pick six. But Ravens lost four of the last five games after starting the season five and one. Now, Lamar is pretty inconsistent when teams have figured him out. I, I agree. And but, but I will say this. You know, I, I love the Steelers and I love their defense and stuff, but they didn't look that great in this game. I, no, I don't know I what, what got to them. But like if you think about it, besides that pick six, the Ravens held them to, what, what, what would that be, 12 points? Yeah. And it's And it's like... I don't know, like, you know, they barely beat the Cowboys. Now you barely beat the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. And it's like, they're just I, I know they're 11-0. But and, they're and, squeezing wins. Like, they're making good, it close. Good teams find ways to win, win yeah. games. Like, I don't ever want to take that away. But it's like, where, um, and you they have beat some really good teams, too, if you look at it. They beat the Titans. They beat, um. Let's not talk about the game. <laughs> They beat the snot out of the uh, Browns. Um, you were eight and three. Yeah, so they they did beat some good games. It's it's just I still don't really know consistently week in and week out what I'm gonna get from them. And I I love that team. I feel like as far as I feel like the Chiefs are are still the favorites, but I feel like they're the one team in that AFC that can really compete with them. The only reason I don't put the Titans in that is because of um. 
their defense. Their secondary. Yeah. I feel like their offense can beat the Chiefs defense, but I don't feel like that their Titans defense can beat the no, Chiefs that, offense. No, that's a little bit what, what bothers me. Now, I will say this, though. The Titans defense is so much better since they got rid of Vic Beasley and Jonathan Joseph and brought in Desmond King. Yeah. Like, Desmond King kind of calmed that secondary down. Yeah. but And it's going to be a lot better when they get Adore back, too. I mean, you look at the Raiders in the two games. You know, they beat the Chiefs the one, one game, and they almost beat them the second game. And the Raiders have a good game plan against the Chiefs, and I feel like if teams want to beat the Chiefs, they're going to have to go look at what the Raiders are doing to them, doing against them, and, and try to implement that exact same game plan. And I feel like out of all the teams in the AFC – the Steelers are the best best fit for that. Now, if the Raiders could squeeze in the playoffs somehow, you know, who knows? If they end up playing the Chiefs, you'd be like... I don't think there's a team in the NFL... Like, I get this last, this last week was kind of a whiff on the Raiders' part, but there's not a team in the AFC that wants to face the Raiders the first round in the playoffs. No. And that's just how it goes. Yeah. Like, they're a physical team that, like, Josh Jacobs is in the... Is, I would say in the top, like easily in the top ten running mm-hmm. backs. I'd put him probably just outside the top five. Yeah, but he's right there. Yeah, definitely. And and I feel like they just they just got punched in the mouth against the the Falcons. And and John Gruden's gonna make those adjustments. He's gonna call out his players. And and nobody's nobody's gonna take more blame than Derek Carr. He's that type of guy. Um, like they're playing the Jets next week, so instant that, I mean, that should be that should be, <laughs> uh, but you never know. It's still football, so it's like you still don't know. But I, I do feel like they're gonna make their adjustments and they're gonna come out and they're gonna they're gonna figure some things out. They're still in good position, and I guarantee it. Like they don't care who they face. Mm-hmm. They I would say they probably want to face the Chiefs in the playoffs. Like they want to. I want them to face Chiefs in the playoffs because <laughs> they. I feel like they're like one of the main teams that can beat them. I I do too. I really do. I feel like they they had a good game plan in the two games that they they've played. They've had a really good game plan against the Chiefs. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see what happens if that would happen. But yeah. All right, that wraps it up for the games we wanted to talk about. Go follow us on Instagram at B and D Sports, and we'll see you in the next episode.